Mark Williams, welcome to Toronto and to Sunday Night at the TSO. Thank you. It's fantastic to be here. I think your first official day on the job was uh, just under two weeks ago. How do you like your new office? The office is great, but more importantly, I am thrilled to be living in this incredible city and working with the extraordinary musicians, staff, board, and music director of the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. It's really um, a dream for me. Well, I wanted to ask you, actually, because, you know, the TSO has been enjoying connecting with our new music director, Gustavo Jimeno, but I understand your relationship with him predates ours uh, from your days in Cleveland. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I... I met Gustavo originally in the summer of 2015. We uh, at the Cleveland Orchestra hired him to be a guest conductor. Of course, his debut went well, and uh, we brought him back many times with the orchestra. And over the years, I had the opportunity to get to know him better on those those visits. So when I was presented with an opportunity to work with him on a regular basis, it uh, was very exciting for me. What do you like about working with him? I really enjoy the seriousness of the music making. He is an incredibly hard worker, a deep and detailed musician. And all of that is balanced out with a sort of personal lightness. Uh, If you've ever met him, you know how charming he is, what a wonderful smile he has. So all in all, uh, he's a, a real delight to work with. Now, I wanted to ask you a bit about your background, because I understand you graduated from the Cleveland Institute as a horn player. How did you or what prompted you to make this shift into arts administration? Indeed, I did graduate from the Cleveland Institute of Music. I began studies in New York uh, at NYU. And one of the things that became very clear to me when I was there and doing my study was that I wasn't entirely committed to the idea of being an orchestral musician. I wasn't that person. I was always looking into this or that that I could do. And a dear friend of mine was an opera singer and was really at the point where management would be part of her life. And she said to me one day, you know, have you ever thought about management? And that was really the first moment where I considered that as a viable option. And and being in New York, I was able to meet some people who could educate me on that part of the business. And ultimately, that's where where I ended up. Now, you've been inside the belly of the symphony orchestra piece for some time now, working with the San Francisco Symphony and the Cleveland Orchestra, one of America's big five. What attracted you to the TSO? First and foremost, quality. For me, to do this work, one has to believe in the art. One has to believe in what happens on stage. And you know, and it's, it's beyond believing in the power of music. Okay, I believe in the power of music, but do you believe in these artists? So the thing that first attracted me to Toronto was the quality of the musicians and the quality of the music making. Um, And of course, that's the orchestra and it's the music director. I would say second for me was the dedication and the professionalism and the interest and the passion that I saw and, and experienced from the board and the staff. And I would say third for me, it was this incredible city a city that's so diverse, a city that uh, is large and has great energy and restaurants and all of those things uh, came together for me in such a way that it was a no-brainer that I would want to come here. I'm uh, curious because you know this is a socio-political moment where institutions with colonial origins, such as symphony orchestras, right, are having to justify their portion of the space in a way that they 
haven't had to really in the past. Although I of the opinion that it's been coming in North America for for a couple of decades now. But I'm curious, what is your take on the place of the art form of the symphony orchestra in today's world? I think symphony orchestras are vital because they bring people together in a way they are models of what we in society could be. I mean, imagine if we could all get together and bow in the same direction. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a bit maybe that's a bit glib, but the other piece here is that the ways in which symphony orchestras contribute in the community, and it's something that maybe we don't talk enough about, but these uh, orchestra members who are your friends and neighbors are also teachers, for example. They're playing in, in care homes and for, for sick people. And I mean, what orchestras and orchestra members do widely in our community is, is really quite a lot. And so I think our communities would be a lot less rich without them. And if I'm not mistaken, you're the first BIPOC CEO of a major symphony orchestra in North America. What does that mean to you? It's very emotional to hear that for me um, because, of course, I feel proud of my accomplishment and I feel incredibly honored to lead an organization like the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. I also simultaneously feel very sad because I'm not the first person who has wanted this. I'm not the first person who's worked hard for it, and I'm certainly not the first person who's been qualified for it. But somehow I'm in this moment, and it's me. And it is an enormous responsibility because people from within my community, African-American, Black, however you would want to, to slice that, especially here in Canada, and people from outside of my community are looking and watching. There's, you know, there's a very strange moment when you're, you know, you're sort of going along in your life and you realize, oh my gosh, I've become a role model for someone. So, um, yeah, excitement, honored, and um, yeah, maybe a bit sad that it took this long. But I, I might be the first, but I certainly will not be the last. And I have a responsibility to help those people behind me to, to, come, um, to come to this level as well. What do you see as the potential of the TSO just celebrating 100 years now going forward? Do you have a specific vision of where you want the orchestra to go? If so, what is that? One of the things that I've really committed myself to in this first period is to listen. The Toronto Symphony Orchestra has been around for 100 years. I cannot come in and make assumptions based on my experience in Cleveland or San Francisco or anywhere else that I know what's best for this community or that I know what's best for this orchestra. I certainly have experience. I have ideas, but it's very humbling to come into an institution like this and have the strength to be quiet and to listen to the stakeholders and the people who are passionate about the institution internally and externally. And my plan is to take all of that information with the ideas that I came in with and the experience that I have to really start plotting and, of course, working with Gustavo Jimeno on his, uh, on his artistic vision to really start plotting uh, the plan for the future. 
Well, it sounds wonderful. Again, a warm welcome to you. And I hope you'll enjoy the many restaurants that Toronto has to offer. I'm sure uh, there are plenty of people in the orchestra who can point you in several excellent directions. But uh, Mark Williams, thanks so much for taking time to speak with me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.